Hi, and welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. back with our falsifiable Fridays. Um, and today I'm going to be focusing on more habits. Um, so kind of in continuing with like some of the big things that people want to change, especially in the start of the new year, um, we want to be happier. Uh, I think generally, right. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who, uh, unfortunately are just like not feeling as fulfilled as, as possible. Um, and so, uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of things that we can do. Um, and uh, psychology, I think, would also agree. Like, there's plenty of things that, like, have support at this point um, for things that we can try to do in our own lives. <clears throat> and so, when it comes to habits, um, I mean, this is not necessarily a habit, but it's, it's uh, I mean, it's a lifestyle change, right? It's something that you can do in your daily life. It's things that you can try, um, and uh, I mean, hopefully these things like stick, right? Like it's not just like you do it once and then you're happy forever. You kind of keep coming back to these things and you remember to, to come back to these thoughts and behaviors that, that I'll, I'll share with you here. Um, so um, I think I'll do a little bit of explaining uh, and then I'll get into um, the, the format uh, that I'm trying to to get here, um, which is I'll explain the study a little bit, and then I'll go ahead and um, pose some questions. Um, and I mean, I don't necessarily have the answers to these questions, um, but I do want to pose them um, so that we continue thinking uh, about these, these findings and if they're applicable to our lives and how we can use them, um, how we can share them with others. Um, what should we, we be aware of, right? So um, <clears throat> the main thing here is um, there's these things called positive psychology interventions. Um, and those usually uh, will focus on like one specific uh, behavior or thought or feeling. Um, what I'm going to do today is actually a thing called multiple component uh, positive psychology interventions. And I mean, honestly, I could spend a whole month on either of these two topics. Um, I just want to uh, spend some time today to um, uh, talk through the, these uh, multiple component ones because of the whole idea that like, I mean, it's going to be a, a larger change in your life rather than just like a single thing. Um, so um, when it comes to these multiple component um, interventions. Um, the There's a review that was done uh, not too long ago, and uh, what they did was they found 50 studies that have used these kinds of interventions um, that change multiple things in people's lives. And um, I'm just going to focus on one of them today so that you can get a good picture of what this actually looks like, how you could even potentially like um, start to apply this in your own life. Um, so uh, what uh, this one was called, um, so again, uh, scientists, for whatever reason, really like acronyms. Um, maybe they think it's going to be more catchy uh, for the public, um, if the public ever actually found out about these things. Um, so this one is called Fun for Wellness, um, and they, they use a framework um, uh, where they target a whole bunch of things. Um, the acronym that they are targeting is called Bet I Can. And that stands for behaviors, emotions, thoughts, interactions, context, awareness, and next steps. A whole bunch of things, right? Um, so 
I'll, I'll very briefly uh, talk through some of these things. Um, but the basic gist of the study is that um, they, uh, they had people do things to target each of these, uh, these bet I can um, outcomes. And so uh, for behaviors, you might do something like uh, goal setting. So setting uh, some specific goals for you to achieve and making sure that they are manageable. How do you actually uh, make good goals for you to, to go after? Are they actionable? Are they, do you know what to do? Do you have like contingencies, uh, contingencies in plan, um, in place, sorry, um, to, to go ahead and um, uh, achieve them, right? Um, when it comes to emotions, uh, you can do things like um, how do you cope with negative emotions? How do you build more positive emotions? Um, when it comes to thoughts, um, they, uh, in this study, used uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so a whole restructuring of the way that we might perceive things. How can we reframe situations? Um, and how does that end up also then changing our, our behaviors? <clears throat> then there are interactions, um, huge component uh, of our lives, right? And so when it comes to interactions, um, how can we develop better listening skills? How can we um, develop um, better empathy skills as well? Um, how can we make sure that we are supporting others? And that support to others is going to come right back to us and it's gonna make us feel more positive. Um, then there are uh, things dealing with the context. So how can we create healthier contexts for ourselves? Um, how do we uh, reduce um, uh, some risk factors that are out there? There are things in the world uh, that are going to be triggering to us. How do we make sure that we are um, able to healthily manage those kinds of contexts? Um, whether that means you can remove yourself from that, or like how do you how do you uh, um, change your perception of that, or how can you change something uh, about that setting to make it a little bit more um, hospitable to you? Then there is the awareness factor. Um, this is just about your own um, personal insight. Are you aware of the things that are happening in your body? Are you mindful of, of the emotions and the thoughts that are coming in? Um, are you feeling like you're like um, actually individually like fulfilled, right? And then um, there is uh, next steps, um, which is talking about um, how can we anticipate barriers uh, in the future and have an actual like plan. Um, so like kind of like with goal setting, but like the larger picture of things, right? What's your actual trajectory here? And so um, they do this and there's a whole bunch of things that they could um, ask participants to do in order to um, actually accomplish uh, these, these goals to reach these outcomes. So um, they had like online lectures, they had videos, they also had like interactive games. Um, they had certain tasks um, that people could do like throughout the week um, and making sure that they actually like follow through with them. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many different things that um, people could potentially do, um, but also like uh, keeping in mind, like this is a part of a larger review of 50 different studies. Um, there's a whole bunch of variety here, right? Like this is just one version of, of what people did. Um, there are many other things you could potentially do. You could ask people to like write gratitude letters. You can ask people to do like mindfulness exercises and like meditate. Um, you can ask them to be more physically active. Like this, all these other things that also um, relate to um, our, our positive well-being. And so um, that's 
uh, that's the the gist here. Um, I'll also say uh, all of this works, um, at least on average, right? So on average, um, the, the uh, larger study that looked at all 50 um, of the individual studies, um, they saw that there is a positive relationship between um, these interventions that target multiple things and our own um, satisfaction uh, with life. Um, we, we think that we're happier. We actually do feel happier. Um, we are less depressed. We're less anxious, things like that. And so that is established for the most part. <clears throat> but uh, the thing that I think kind of gets me here is that it's not that big of an effect. Um, you're doing so many things and you're not necessarily getting the effect that you want, or at least that's uh, what I hope you might uh, see if you were to see the actual study or if people will talk about it. Hopefully you're not just like seeing uh, like a headline that says, oh, like there's these interventions to make you happier and like that's going to work and it's completely like su successful and all that, right? Like maybe um i don't know if there's any science out there that like completely like and so confidently confidently say that that is what happens here and so i don't want you to get into that trap of like hey like the study said if i do these things i'm gonna be happier like maybe <laughs> maybe not um so we have to consider some things um, before um before we can actually be a little bit more confident in these results. Um, same thing goes for like, if you're telling like a friend or something um, that, hey, like maybe try some of these things out. Like I know that you were feeling like depressed or anxious like recently, maybe if you try these things, um, it, it's gonna work out. And then maybe they try it and like they end up feeling worse or like at least they don't feel better, right? Um, then like there's this whole like <clears throat> cycle of things of like, oh, they don't trust you anymore. They don't trust science anymore. It's like, oh, like that's not exactly like what, what we're trying to do here. Um, as long as like we are being mindful of like how these, um, how these studies might actually impact us on a day-to-day -day, like basis. So um, I'm going to raise some questions here. <clears throat> um, and again, I don't necessarily have the answers because I mean, if I had the answers, I wouldn't be raising these questions. Um, but these are some of the things that um, I uh, started thinking about, like as I read this study, as I saw the results and things like that. So biggest question here for me, um, and this is gonna lead to a whole string of other questions, but the biggest question is who is even doing this, right? So <clears throat> when thinking about these studies, when thinking about how um, researchers end up getting participants um, for their studies, we have to think about who they actually are because these findings apply to those people. Um, and like we can have some confidence in that. Um, we of course want to be able to say like, hey, it's, it goes beyond this. It's not just for people in this study that uh, it worked for, but it's also gonna work for people outside of that. But who can we, who can we uh, like reliably say that it works for? Um, and that's such a tricky question, right? Like every individual is so different. I'm sure there are going to be like individual characteristics that are like similar across people, but we don't know the exact like combination of things for people that this actually works for versus who it doesn't work for. So when thinking about who does this, um, I also think about who actually is complying. So what does that mean? That who is actually following the steps that the researchers are um, saying to do? Um, I'm sure everyone did, uh, complied to some degree, um, but like 
we don't actually know. Um, there might be some individual studies that do go into this in some detail, but like on the whole for those 50 studies, um, it seemed like um, the researchers didn't have enough information to like see those actual like statistics. Are people complying? Are people not complying? To what degree are people complying? And that's going to be, uh, that's going to make a huge difference, right? Like um, just because everyone gets the same treatment doesn't mean like it's going to work for everyone because if everyone's not actually doing it, how could it work? So <clears throat> that could be like part of the reason for like why the effects aren't that large, right? Um, because if we have a hundred people and let's say like 25 actually like really, really did it, um, that could potentially show up and like show like, hey, like it does seem like there is some benefit to these interventions but like we don't know <laughs> um, based off of this alone um so we might start to ask like okay like okay for 25 people maybe it works and then what about for the rest of the 75 um maybe they did it like half uh, of the intervention or something um does that work um does it just completely not work um do you get a little bit of an effect how does that actually like pan out um, and then, yeah, who's, who's going to be investing time to this? Um, there's going to be certain types of people that are going to invest more time and not invest uh, as much time, right? Um, someone who is probably a little bit more well off is going to be more likely to be able to like do these things. I mean, you also just have to have the resources, right? Like you have to have a laptop, you have to have a working internet, you have to like have a chance to sit down and not like um like have your brain like fried from like the rest of the day or like maybe taking like care of kids and like things like that but like it's just it's a little bit too much to like juggle um and then i think the maybe one of the last questions here is um are there people that like just want to change their happiness and are those the people that like end up in these studies if you already want to change your happiness levels um your satisfaction with life or things like that it's probably going to work right um and so if, if those are the people that are coming into this intervention and they're trying these things, um, I mean, first of all, I mean, they can kind of like trick themselves and say like, oh, like, yeah, like, I guess I do feel better. Like maybe they do, maybe they don't, but like, I guess I do. Um, and maybe that that's like some of, of this here <clears throat> um, compared to people who like, what if they don't actually want to change their happiness? Like, does it work for them as well? And all of these, again, are like the questions that I have, but like we don't have the answers, um, not according to this study at least. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I'll give a little bit more information so that you can like make decisions on your own as well. Um, there were 6,000, I mean, more than 6,000 participants in this study. So like, I mean, a lot, quite a few people, of course, I mean, maybe you would want more, I don't know. Um, but as far as like psychology goes, like that is, that's a pretty good amount of people um, to be making some claims off of. Um, they had 67% uh, women in this study, and um, there was no ethnic breakdown, there was no economic status breakdown, um, and we don't know how these people actually found out about the study. So these three things in particular might really um, start to affect some of this. Um, different cultures will value happiness uh, to different levels. Um, they will also like find different like benchmarks for like what is happiness and what isn't happiness maybe different goals that matter to them, maybe just different like family connections, whatever, right? Um, it's not going to be quite as like, it's not just the same across everyone. <clears throat> same thing for like that economic status kind of thing. 
um, if people don't have the time and resources, then how are you going to be doing this? Um, we need to know what, what, what were these people like um, in this study? And then maybe we can say like, oh, like, I guess I am actually similar to some of these people in there. I can see how this might work out for me versus like, if you are looking at this study and you're like, oh, like these people do not look like me at all. I don't think this is going to work. Um, or maybe you, you even see that they're different, but you do still think that it's going to work. Like it can happen in so many different ways. So, um, yeah, I just want to, I want to pose that uh, question. Um, this all kind of naturally leads to um, a second question here, uh, which is, do people need to value happiness in order for this to work? And again, I don't have an answer to this, um, but... I, I have some thoughts uh, on this, which is uh, yes and no, uh, which is not that helpful, right? Um, yes, people need to value happiness for this to work in the sense of I think that would make this effect larger. So let's say again, maybe uh, there are 100 people out of those 100, maybe 50 actually value it, maybe 50 don't actually value it. And maybe for the 50, you get a larger effect <clears throat> um, for this intervention versus the 50 that don't value it. And they, they end up like, maybe they get like some small effects and it's like, cool. Um, but it's not nearly as much as someone who is like valuing happiness. Like they want to be happy. Um, so we, again, uh, we don't actually have any information here to like say whether or not this is a true statement or not. Uh, but it's something that you, you might consider in, in um, hearing these results. Uh, maybe you hear that um, in, in the headline again, that um, positive interventions, uh, positive psychology interventions end up working. Um, maybe you start to question it being like, oh, maybe it just works for people that value happiness um, and things like that. So um, I guess the, the flip side of this is <clears throat> I actually think that like you, you don't necessarily have to value happiness for this to work. Um, if you are doing things, then that automatically like starts to um, do something <laughs> to, your, to, your, to your brain and to your body. Um, you start to feel better as you are accomplishing things, as you're actively like engaged in things. And so some of the uh, like interventions um, that you might see here, like, I mean, they're, they're really trying to like get you to like engage in things. They're really trying to get you to like, um, like read these things and like apply them to your life. And so in simply doing that, whether or not you wanted to be happy or not, whether or not you actually care about happiness you might just start to feel better you might start to feel like oh like you are a self-efficacious person your esteem might uh, start to grow you might start to think like oh like i'm i'm more than i thought i was before and so all those things of course might naturally lead to happiness um yeah uh so that again is that's my thought here <clears throat> um the summary of that i guess is that it probably does work regardless, um, but it probably works better for people that end up valuing happiness versus not. Um, then there's another like major issue here, uh, which is about, I mean, it's this thing of like dosing, like, and, and that makes a lot of sense for like medical terms, um, like how many pills do you have to take? How often do you have to take them? Things like that, right? Same thing goes for psychology interventions. Um, how often do you have to do things to actually see an effect? Do you have to do things every day? Do you have to do things every other day? 
maybe once a week, maybe once a month, right? Um, so that is something called like the intensity of the, the intervention. Um, there's also a question of the duration of the intervention, uh, which is just to say that uh, maybe some people did it for a month. Maybe some people did it for three months. Maybe some people do it for a whole year. I imagine those effects are going to be different, right? And so in this study, they ended up seeing um, uh, there were people that had an intervention that was just literally one day. And then that go went all the way up to people that had interventions that were 20, uh, 22 weeks uh, long. And so again, like one day versus 22 weeks, that's going to be like a pretty different intervention, right? Um, we see on the whole uh, that this works, but like, how does it work differently for that one day versus the 22 weeks versus everything else that's in between? We don't know. Um, these were not analyses that, were, uh, that happened in the study for whatever reason. So um, again, I don't have an answer. I mean, I can take a logical guess that it probably someone who does something for 22 weeks is going to, it's going to work better than someone who does something for just one day. But we don't have actual like evidence for that. And that's, I mean, again, that's the whole idea about like falsifiability, right? Like we, we want to be able to, to test those claims and see if there's evidence for or against our claims. And so, um, when it comes to this, I mean, I mean, I could also see that like one day really couldn't make a difference. Maybe it's not a long lasting difference, but it could make a difference. Uh, and maybe you take those things and you, you go home with them and like you're able to like continually um, do whatever it is that you learned in that day. Um, I think maybe one of the, the uh, like most important things uh, that I think about here is what is like the optimal amount? Like how much do you get uh, when you compare like two weeks versus three weeks of an intervention, right? Like in two weeks, are you getting enough of a positive effect that like you really don't need that third week? <clears throat> Maybe you really need it to be like 10 weeks. Uh, and like, that's kind of the cutoff point. Um, like how much do you have to actually invest here <laughs> to, to get those, those rewards? Um, of course, like the, the goal is that like, this is something that is going to impact like your everyday life. Um, and if not, like actually every day, like something close to that, like you come back to these things enough uh, and often enough that um, it's, it's really just a part of like your daily routine and like your habits, um, but not necessarily, right? Um, and so we don't have an answer <laughs> to that, uh, not yet at least. Um, so it, part of this is also just to show that like, hey, there's so many, so much variation in studies here and so if someone's making that claim of like, hey, like this works, what works? <laughs> like, is it literally just everything or is it, um, is it actually specifically certain things? And so that's, that's where I want to leave this. Um, yeah, research, uh, again, is, it's this messy thing, right? It's, it's hard to, to know exactly um, what it is that, that's working, what's not working, what's going to work for certain people versus uh, other people what are the like actual biggest factors um that make something work or make something not work um there's there's more research to be done uh, to like actually figure that out but with that being said like i mean i i do think that like this is probably pretty good evidence right like there's so many studies here um and that do enough like similar enough things that like 
I mean, I'd feel confident saying like, hey, like try some of this out, see if it works. Maybe it works a little bit, maybe it works a lot. Um, but that's going to be up to you to like actually apply it to your life. Um, so with that, um, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Um, <clears throat> there's a whole bunch more information on this. And I go into a lot more specifics um, through some of the other content I made this week. Um, so if you want to check that out, that is on roomforresearch.com. And then also on social media, that is at Room for Research. And so until next time, um, next week, I'm going to finish off this stuff on habits. And I'm going to uh, talk about um, our habits when it comes to social media use. Um, this is specifically for Facebook, but I think it applies at least somewhat generally to other social media platforms. So um, yeah, I'll be talking about that next week. And until then, bye for now. With the sun breeze.